Welcome to Young Adults. If you look around the room, we're a pretty packed house tonight, so that's pretty cool. But in case we haven't met, my name is Abby. I'm our Young Adults Director here. And hear my heart tonight, we really believe that you're here for a reason. So thanks so much for coming tonight. Since we're all standing, let's go ahead and keep that posture as we just jump right into our scripture, okay? This is going to be found in Acts chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles, you can feel free to open up there with us. But if not, I'm gonna be, it's going to be on the screen for you guys. But Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10 says this. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at about 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said this, hey, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were all filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to them. Would you give God a round of applause for his word that's steady? You guys can go ahead and be seated tonight. And while you're taking your seats, let's just jump right in, shall we? I love how in the word of God it said silver or gold. I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you. See, in this text, Peter came across this man who was crippled since the day that he was born. This man had never felt the sensation of what it was like to walk on the ground. And Peter looks at that man and says, hey, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you. And I just wonder if you've ever noticed that we live in a world that constantly tries to tell us what we do not have. We live in this culture that tries to arrest our attention about the things in which we do not have. And I wonder if you're anything like me. And there are some things in your life that you've been praying for. You've been expecting them. You've been wishing, hoping, and pleading with God about them. And yet you still don't have. You ever been there? I remember one time there was this November day in 2020 when I was sitting in one of my mentor's offices. We were by the window. It was a rainy day, so I can still hear the rain pellets just dripping from the window as they went drip, 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 drip. And it was there, sitting in that seat, when I got a call that my stepdad was being rushed to the emergency room because he was found unconscious. Now he has something happened in his brain and he collapsed on a bathroom floor, but it was only hours after that first it happened that someone finally found him and could give him the help that he needed. And I remember sitting there hearing that news and the days following that, I was just captivated by what to do next. 
unsure as what my life would look like coming. I remember there was this one day when I went to go drop off my little sister some food so that my mom could sit in the ER with my dad who has now been in a coma for several days. And I remember, you wanna know one of the worst things that you could possibly ever do to someone that's going through something. Do you know? It's overtly honk at them on the road. Okay, I don't know what it is about suffering, but whenever I'm going through something difficult in my life, the people on the road are so rude. They're honking at me and I'm like, yeah, you have no idea what I'm going through, bud. Okay, this is just between me and God. You need Jesus, come follow me to church. And I remember hearing those honks, I was like, yeah, they have no idea what I'm going through. It isn't just like that sometimes. I still to this day see text message after text message of my friends saying, hey, Abby, we're praying for you. Hey, Abby, we believe that God is gonna do a miracle. Hey, Abby, once your dad wakes up, we believe that he's gonna see visions from God. He's gonna be better than he was before. And yet guess what? The days went by and the weeks went on and my dad eventually passed away. And you think to yourself, but whoa, whoa, wait, we serve the king of glory. We serve the one who says that his love never gives up and it never runs out on us. We serve the Jesus who says that there's no shadow that I won't light up or mountain that I won't climb up coming after you. And yet we can pray, we can contend, and we can plead with God about something and still not have. See, I relate to this man who's sitting at the gate called beautiful, unable to walk and praying for a miracle. If you notice in the text, it said that Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention. Notice the man had the courage to ask Peter and John for money, but he didn't have the courage to look them in the eye. And it's probably because this man was so used to facing constant rejection. So you know what he did in response to that? He just decided that, it hurt a little bit too much to hope. So we lay that aside. And I wonder if that's you tonight. There's some places in your life where it just feels really hard to hope. Maybe for you, you're in a season where you are waiting on a diagnosis to improve your health status. And you are waiting and that time and your waiting period feels really lonely and honestly quite scary. Maybe for you, you're experiencing some really harsh family dynamics and you've come to the end of your rope knowing there's nothing that you can do and you have to rely on God for a miracle. Or maybe you're single and you're just really unhappy about it. And you've related to our For the Loved and the Lonely series because you know what it's like to be lonely. And you know what it's like to pray for that one person to understand you and you still don't have. I don't know what you're going through tonight. But what I do know is it's really hard to remember that we're loved when all we feel is loneliness. And what I do know that while you're praying for community, it can be really hard to show up to places like this. And what I do know is that it's really hard to be vulnerable with God in the midst of your waiting. It can be really hard. But do you know what I love about this text? 
Like, for real, you can talk back. Do you know what I love about this text tonight? Thank you. I love, let me tell you. I love, you might have noticed it, how God used the one thing that Peter did not have in order to perform the miracle. Did you catch it in this verse? I'll show it to you if you didn't. Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Don't miss this. It's because of what Peter did not have that the miracle came. Y'all, Peter was broke. And this man who was lame and had never walked in his life, he was sitting at the temple courts begging people for money. You know what's fascinating about that? He was pleading for money instead of praying for his miracle. And it was probably because he just found out to himself that it was just really hard to hope. So he said, I'm going to stop praying for that. And so he started to plead for a quick fix and getting some cash. And how often can we do the same? See, if you remain in your hurt long enough, you'll begin to settle rather than continually surrendering to God. But we're not called to settle. We're called to keep surrendering. And so this man, he is sitting at this temple gate and he is asking Peter and John for money. But Peter and John, they're two totally different guys. And the only reason why they're walking together is because they're united in this community of being Jesus followers. And so they look at this man and they say, hey, silver and gold we do not have, but what we do have, we give to you. And it makes me wonder, if Peter wouldn't have been financially limited, do you think the miracle would have even happened? If Peter had the thing that he did not have, do you think that when he walked, he would have stopped and asked the man to look at him intently? Or do you think he would have just pulled out a few coins and dropped it in the guy's cup and kept on walking? And it makes me wonder that if you had everything that you are praying for tonight, would you even be in this room? If you had everything that you are praying for, would you be seeking God like you are and trying to listen so intently to his voice like you have been? See, the thing that I know about my God is that our God is a God who never wastes a wait. We serve a God who never wastes a wait. And I don't know about you, but I need a truth like that in my life tonight. God is not a God who is slow. God is just a God who is taking his time. And I have evidence to believe in an entire Bible that God writes really, really good stories to those who wait for him. Ours is a God who never wastes a wait. So my question for you tonight is what does community look like for you? Do you have those people in your life in which you can be vulnerable with? We talked about how night one on this series, that if the enemy can isolate you, then he can influence you, as Lisa Turkis said best. If the enemy can isolate you, he can influence you. And how can someone know what you're going through and know how to pray for you if you never cultivate community and be bold by asking someone to pray for you on behalf of what you're going through? We aren't called to do life alone. 
Listen, our God, he never wastes our waiting. And he teaches us that as we trust in him, he will be moving. And as he moves, we can be confident, just as we talked about in week two this series, that we can know that we know that we have a God who loves us. Not because of what we do, but simply because who he is. But this type of love, it can actually be messy. In fact, it was the words of Jesus when he said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. See, getting close to community, it can be risky, because you have to let some walls down, and you have to let someone close enough to possibly even hurt you. What people don't talk about community is it might not work the first or second time you show up. We need to have the courage to cultivate community. But as we do this, we can take heart. Because we don't serve a Jesus that goes, oh, you're going through a lot of pain, I'm sorry about it. No, rather we serve a Jesus that knows exactly what it's like to walk in the hurt. Because he took all of that and more on when he died for us on the cross. This is the Jesus that we serve. And our response is to simply trust in him. Our response is to keep seeking, to keep showing up, to keep cultivating, to keep asking, to keep trusting, and to keep believing. That's the kind of God that we serve. And I put it in my notes like this. We need to show up for community and the ways in which we want our community to show up for us. We need to show up for our community in the ways in which we want our community to show up for us. Meaning if I want someone to bless me in my brokenness when I'm walking through something hard, I need to have the courage to let somebody in. I need to have the courage to go first in letting my walls down so that people know exactly the ways in which they can be praying for me. See, I love in Acts chapter 3 how Peter stopped and he looked at this man intently. But the only reason why Peter stopped is because this man had the courage to keep asking, to keep showing up, to keep pleading. And God met him there. And God answered his prayer in a way that that man could have never even believed if told. Notice in the text it said that one day. Go ahead and help me with that. Everybody say, one day. One day. day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. One day is what the text said. One day, this lame man decided to not stop seeking, to not stop showing up, and instead to reach out and let people in. And my question for you tonight is, will you let this day be your one day where you do the same. So here's what we're gonna do tonight. If you've ever been to young adults, normally come in, we worship, we hear a message, and then we go have this thing called an after party in the lobby where we have a little snack. But tonight, tonight we really believe that this night was made for you in mind. And so we wanna give you an opportunity to live out this message. So what we're gonna do is in a couple minutes, I'm gonna pray. And after I pray, I'm gonna go ahead and dismiss you to the tables around the room. And at the tables, each one will have a table leader that's just gonna talk to you about how you're doing, what's your story, why are you here, and see if there's any ways that we can be praying for you. 
And don't worry if you're like, oh, Abby, I'm an introvert. Let's not do that today. <laughs> you can just sit there. We got crumble cookies. Just eat a cookie at your table. It's going to be great. But this place is for you. And this community is for you. But more than anything, the king of heaven is for you. He sees you, he knows you, and he loves you. So let me pray for us, and then we can go ahead and find a table. Father God, we come before you tonight. God, and I just thank you for the exact way in which we started this message. Father, we know that we know, God, that we're here for a purpose. God, it's no accident that we showed up here tonight. So God, I thank you for whatever we had to push through in order to be right here in this moment with you. God, I pray tonight you would just allow us to have the courage to keep cultivating community, to keep reaching out. Or maybe for some of us, it's going to be a next step of just to sit and listen. Father, I thank you that this is a safe place. I thank you that the arms of Jesus are a safe haven in which we can run to continually. And God, I thank you that you are the God that made the first move in love by sending your one and only son, Jesus, to come and do a rescue work for our hearts here on earth. God, we love you and we trust you. We pray that you would just be with us as we sit at our tables and God, cultivate a great discussion around community. Father, we love you and we trust you and it's in Jesus' name that everybody said, amen, amen. amen.